of uh, Luke, be in the book of Luke this morning, uh, Luke chapter 11, if you make your way there, Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 1, where we'll start, a very familiar piece of scripture that probably some of you may actually have this memorized through these the next few verses. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, if you would, when you get to that, please stand. Uh, this morning, pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. It says this, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us uh, to come together here this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll watch over us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll uh, continue to lead, guide, and direct. Lord, I just pray that you'll use the scripture that you've impressed upon our hearts. And Lord, the message, Lord, I pray that we'll have receptive hearts, uh, listening ears, Lord, to continue to help us, guide us, and continue to nurture us. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Kimberly, you can go ahead and go back here and control the volume a little bit on this door if you don't mind. I can't hardly uh, keep my, my thoughts track there. But uh, Today's message is sitting on uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 2. And we see a very familiar piece of Scripture, which is the Lord's Prayer. A lot of us have it memorized. A lot of us can almost recite it word for word. Uh, you may know a different book's translation, but guaranteed a lot of us have heard this. A lot of us repeat this. Uh, you know, I remember playing football in high school. It was something that we prayed before we went into a football game. It's something that we, we learn in Sunday school. We, we learn in different places, and we, and we say these things. But uh, the great thing in looking at this prayer today is understanding how par- powerful prayer is. Uh, today, I want you to realize as far as the power of prayer in our lives, it, it is pretty much everything. The, the prayer is our, is our link to how to talk to God. It is our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's how we grow. Now, you may study and you may uh, go to school and you may do different things, but to really uh, think about how we live as a Christian, uh, the number one thing we focus on should be prayer. And a lot of those, a lot of times, uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say that I'm guilty. I neglect prayer the way that I should pray, the amount that I should pray, how I pray. I do a lot of things wrong. Now, I'll tell you, as a preacher, as a pastor, as a person, I do a lot of things wrong and I fall short. But prayer is another one that I fall short and I make mistakes with. As I was looking at it this week, I realized that sometimes I do not do a very basic thing that I saw in the Lord's Prayer studying this week. And looking at this, we study how Jesus instructed the disciples on how to pray. He told them how to pray. He gave them an example of how to do it. And who would be a better person uh, to tell us how to pray to God uh, than God Himself in the flesh? Now, I don't think that anybody could give us better advice uh, than God uh, directly telling us how to pray to Him. Uh, So we look and focus on some of the things that Jesus said. Uh, One of the disciples asked Him, and it gets into verse 2, and He said to them, when you pray, say what? He says, uh, Our Father which art in heaven. Now that's uh, that's pretty basic. The first thing we see is he has a salutation. We, we need to realize
realize kind of who we're praying to. Our Father, which is in heaven. That's, that's pretty much a basic understanding. If you've ever wrote a letter, if you've ever wrote something to somebody, you usually say, Dear Zach. <laughs> and you start writing, okay? That's basic understanding. So when we pray, I believe we need to understand that, we, hey, we're talking to God. We may want to say, hey, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. But it says, Our Father, which art in heaven. So we, we realize who, where, who He is and where He's at. So that's a basic understanding of what, what we need to understand. An interesting statement follows that, though. And that's really what we want to focus on is just those, those few words right after that. It says, Our Father which art in heaven, it says, Hallowed be thy name. And I looked at that this week and I said, you know, what, what is hallowed be thy name? What's, that's, that's so much in that as I started to study that this week. Uh, uh, hallowed be thy name. Uh, and we, we really have to understand uh, what that's trying to say to us. Now, Jesus is teaching his disciples. Uh, uh, just as we're reading this and we're learning as hopefully you're a disciple of Christ uh, on how to speak to God. This morning. Now, that prayer chain, that being connected, I believe is one of the most powerful things, like I've already said. But we have an example here of how to pray to Him. Hallowed be thy name. Hey, we know who He is, where He's at, uh, Father which art in heaven, but hallowed be thy name. Now, that word hallowed, I looked it up in the Hebrew, it is translated 26 times in the New Testament as, as, as a different word, as an understanding that we, we know that it is sanctified, that it is set apart. Uh, it's not really as hallowed, it was two times, but to sanctify, it's 26 times. So if we look up really what sanctify means, it, it means to set apart. In the Old Testament, it would be the word consecrate. It, it would be the word uh, to set apart and to understand that you use this in a special way every time that you look at it. So in a way, Jesus is telling us to realize that His Father, this name, is worthy to be set aside. Okay, It's a special thing. Hallowed be thy name is thinking about Jesus, thinking about God, is something that we do not take in vain. We don't nonchalantly talk about God. We don't just have it in conversation. It is something that when we throw it out there, it needs to be on point. It needs to be in seriousness. It needs to be, hey, this person is the, the Father. Okay, the Jews, I want you to understand about the Jews. If you read uh, some of the things that the Jews write, or you look at some of the old uh, writings with the Jews, they wouldn't even say God's name in their writings. They, they would put little dashes in the middle of it. And when they addressed God, the only times that they would actually say God's name in Scripture was when they were reading the Torah or when they were in personal prayer time. They did not say those words. They, in fact, if you read the Old Testament, it says glory to His name. It, says those, it doesn't say Yahweh in a lot of different places. It, it talks about God's name being called out. And they, they, why did they do that? Because it's holy. Because that person is a holy, it's a holy spirit, it's a holy God. It's not something that you just go around just saying their name. You, you treat it as a special thing. They looked at the third commandment in the Ten Commandments, and, and it says, you know, uh, to not take his name in vain. And they took that literally. They said, hey, we don't take that name and throw it around. Uh, we don't get a cut on our leg and say, oh God. Okay, we don't talk, we don't talk about God other than when we're talking to Him in prayer or we're reading the Holy Scriptures when it talks about it. The Jews take that very seriously, and I, you know, we we know uh, that Jesus grew up. He is a Jew. He is the son of Abraham. Uh, uh, he was grown. He was raised by Jews. He was instructed, and I believe that it's very serious when we start addressing God today. We have to realize He is important, all powerful, not something to be thrown around. He's set apart. 
It's holy. It's perfect. Not to be overused. And it says, hallowed what? Be thy name. You know, Jesus never uses a pronoun for God's name. He never throws out a certain... He doesn't say God. He doesn't say Yahweh. He doesn't say a certain word. There are certain people that will tell you and there's different religions, different beliefs today that says you have to say a certain name. Uh, they'll teach you that if you pray in Hebrew, hey, that's God's language and you'll get closer to God. Hey, God created all the languages and I believe He understands about anything that we want to pray. And it doesn't matter exactly what name that you use. The most important thing that Jesus calls to our attention is to hallowed be thy name. We need to realize who we're, we're talking to, okay? We need to realize who who it is, not just a name, not just a pronoun you want to call out. You can even call him Greg or whatever we want to call him. Okay? He doesn't have a little name. He needs to be hallowed. He needs to be respected. We need to know who he is. The most important aspect, okay, to realize is the ultimate teacher here. We need to realize how to pray to the El Shaddai, the ultimate God, the almighty God. It shows us, once again, we have to realize that we, when we approach Him, that we call upon His name, who are we praying to? Are we praying to the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? Are we praying to Elohim, which is the creator of the universe? Are we praying to the El Shaddai, the Almighty? All the different names that we have through, through the Old Testament. There's a big list, and I won't bore you to death with a huge list of all the things that God has called out. Okay, Jehovah-Jireh, we have Adonai, we have Yahweh, we have all these different names that we can call upon God. And they all mean different things. God the creator, God God the lover, God the forgiver, God the supplier, God the healer. He has all the... I don't have to use those Hebrew words. We know what He is. As a Christian today, He's the all-powerful God. Shouldn't we be serious when we talk to an all-powerful God? Hallowed be thy name. My favorite one is uh, I was watching a series a while back that I found on YouTube. It's, man, it's great. And they kept saying Adonai every time they were talking about Jesus. And I kept hearing Adonai. And I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not a Hebrew scholar and I don't know all these words. They kept saying Adonai. I said, what are they calling him Adonai for? Started looking, there's 450 times in the Old Testament he's referred to as Adonai. I, said, I never even realized that. It means he's master. They refer to Jesus as master a lot. Realizing who he was. Is he master to you? When you look up and you see El Shaddai in the Old Testament, God the Almighty, Ooh, Jehovah Jireh, Lord with us. <laughs> Boy, that's the, you start thinking about who he is, how powerful he is, what he is in our lives. My goodness, he's not just God today. He's not just a simple pronoun. He's not Lord, capital L-O-R-D. He is the absolute authority in our lives. Doesn't that change how you speak to somebody when you really think about who they are? You know, I know that a lot of people tell us we talk to Jesus like He's our friend. We pray and we have that friendship relationship. We can talk and those different things. But I want you to know something. We need to realize who we're talking to, okay? The one we're talking to spoke the seas into existence. He's the one that spoke and everything became. He's the one that took some dirt and made a man, okay? Uh, he's the one that had a man come to us in his spirit, stepped on a boat and said, peace be still, and the sea stopped. 
He's the one, okay, that can do everything, has all authority, and he has the power to do anything. That's who we're talking to. In prayer, when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When you start prayer today, you've got to realize who you're praying to. You've got to realize the one that you're speaking to has all power in the world. If you're sick, he can heal you. If you've got hard times, he can fix them. If you've got uh, certain things going on, he can intercede and help you. If he's got a community that's going through difficult, he can be there. If you're having difficulties with this or hurting in your relationship, he can fix relationships. He can fix broken homes. He can save your lost soul and not send you to hell. He can do those things. We pray sometimes, no, not, not, I'm so guilty of that. I have, I have finally realized that sometimes I go into prayer demanding things. I don't know if y'all do that, but I go into prayer and say, Lord, I want you to give me this. I'm asking the almighty El Shaddai God, the one that is in all power to do it. I'm giving demands to him. I don't know if y'all have ever been guilty of that. Lord, I, I would like to do this. I've been guilty of that. I'm not as guilty as I once was. But we treat him as that spare tire. We treat him as that, as that go-between. We, 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 tre- we treat him as that, that, back, that thing we can back up to if nothing goes right. He's got all power. He's got all power today. I want you to realize when we speak to somebody that's in power, we speak to them differently. Now think about when you're at work. If you've ever worked anywhere, you've got co-workers usually and you've got a boss. Normally. You got somebody usually that's a little higher than you. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I talk to my coworkers different than I do my boss. Okay? I, I, I'm liable to talk to my coworkers about different things in the job and, and, and my family and different things like that. But when I talk to the boss, I get a little more serious. <laughs> hey, the boss is coming through. We need to straighten up. Hey, the boss is coming through. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to be a little nicer. We ain't going to make no demands because, hey, that's the boss. Uh, I'd like to think, if we think about really how that applies, even in our lives, uh, when we're growing up, we don't talk to our mamas and our daddies like we do our cousins or our brothers and sisters. Okay? we got a little bit of respect for our mamas. We love to get smart and get ugly with old brother or sister or cousin or Aunt Judy or whatever, but when you, mama and daddy comes in the door, we ain't getting smart with them. We know they'll tear us up. We, we know they'll set us straight. We know they'll take things away from us. Hey, God is no different. We may talk to God like He's a friend, but He's one to be respected. When we pray to God, we need to talk different. Say, Zach, I, I don't know about that. Hallowed be thy name. Realize who you're talking to. Jesus gives this as an example. Now, I tell you what, if you want to get into a more powerful prayer life, if you use this as sort of a guide and really analyze each little statement about what he says, it'll give you a powerful prayer life. Powerful prayer life. It'll give you a prayer life that you can actually get to the throne room. We have to realize who he is. Don't treat him like he's just somebody else. Don't treat him like he's you, like anybody you can talk to. He's the almighty God. We have to look at him that way. We, when we look at it, we, we understand that we talk to people differently like that. Why do we speak to them differently? Because they have authority. God has authority today. 
Jesus has authority. We, we pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Most of us understand uh, He's bearing intercessor for us. He's on the right hand of God. When we pray, we should be praying uh, to God in the name of Jesus Christ. And I, I hope that you understand that. But when we talk to Him... We have to realize His authority. We have to realize that He is in complete control. We have to realize that we have to speak in a certain way in respect. I'm not trying to pick at your prayer life. I'm not trying to say that you're doing it wrong. But He deserves respect. If you ain't getting results from your prayer, have you respected God? Have you realized who He is? Have you made demands you ain't got no authority to make no demands. I don't usually walk into my boss's office and say, I'm going to go ahead and get that raise. <laughs> y'all think that works? Y'all think y'all can stroll up to your mom and daddy and say, about time you double my allowance. <laughs> it doesn't work. Do we go to people in authority and expect, well, we just going to tell them what to do? We go into prayer sometimes and say, Lord, car's tearing up, give me a new car. Lord, uh, something's going on. Right. Power bills too. Lord, uh, Lord, my relationship's not right. Fix it. Lord, I do this, do that. Sometimes we treat God that way, and we don't really mean to. But if we really think about how we're talking to them, we're talking to Him wrong. We're talking to somebody that's in complete authority, complete power, and we have to reflect on what Jesus taught the disciples here. And notice that when He taught the disciples, He told them, "Hallowed be Thy name." But the most important thing I see Jesus do that when the disciples said, "Lord, teach us to pray." What did Jesus do? Jesus did not say, well, if you're going to pray, you need to fast. Hey, if you're going to pray, you better read the Torah. If you're going to pray, he didn't, did you notice that Jesus didn't do that? When Jesus was asked how to do something, notice what Jesus did. He gave them an example. Now, how many of you can do something after you see somebody do it? Okay, A lot of us learn that way. We see it, we do it, we do hands-on, and that's how we learn. One of the most horrible things I've seen in churches today is when people ask a question on how to do something, and the church analyzes it to death. I have seen that. They say, well, how do we do this? They say, well, uh, first we've got to do that. Uh, uh, first we've got to do this. We'll give 300 steps to get to it. All we've got to do is say, follow God. Understand who He is. Give Him reverence. All we have to do is stop <laughs> analyzing. Uh, people are asked, well, how do you, how do you get saved? Well, you've got you to humble yourself. You've got to you go all these different steps, and all you've got to do is say, believe in Jesus Christ. We get 400 things that you've got to do sometimes to accept salvation. We, we, we do all kinds of different things to tell people how to do something when we just need to lead by example. How do you, how do you get saved? Tell them how you got saved. Well, this, I, I felt this. I did this. We sometimes over-explain things. When Jesus was asked, Lord, how do we pray? He didn't write a huge paragraph. He didn't use a lot of different examples. Uh, he didn't even speak in a parable. He told them exactly what He would say. He led by example. Somebody in authority led by example. I hope that each one of y'all, you lead by example. When somebody asks you, how do we do this? You show them. You tell them exactly how to do it. We don't, we, we focus, he didn't really focus on trying to do that. He, he didn't tell them all these different steps. We, sometimes we focus on a broad spectrum. But I want you to realize, if you want to pray to God, if you want to understand the first thing I believe, and Jesus showed it in his prayer, he gets into a lot of stuff in the Lord's Prayer. And boy, you could take a lot of time of preaching all those different things that comes from the Lord's Prayer. 
But the first thing you have to do, you have to realize who you're speaking to. I'm unworthy. I am unworthy today. Zach Stone, the flesh, me, my personality, my mind, I am unworthy to approach the throne room of glory. You are unworthy to reach the throne room of glory. You are a sinner. You were lost at one time and you may still be lost. I want you to know, you are unworthy to speak to El Shaddai. Unworthy to speak to Jehovah Jireh. Unworthy to speak to God in the flesh, God with us, of the forgiver, the healer. The all-supplier, the one that created man, my goodness, the power of somebody that you're speaking to, that you have the opportunity to speak to through Jesus Christ, you're not, you're not deserving. You're only deserving because of what Jesus did for you. You're only deserving for the free ransom that was paid for you that you didn't have to pay nothing for. He did it because He loved you. He is worthy to be praised today. Hallowed be thy name. The next time, the next time churches we pray, the next time we go to an altar and pray, the next time we're in a, in, at our bedside, the next time you're in the closet, in your car, wherever you is, you, you pray. I don't know where all of you pray. I hope that you're praying. And if you don't pray, realize who you're praying to. Man, he can do anything. Now, ain't you frustrated sometimes when you've got a boss at work that can't do nothing? <laughs> I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that, but I've experienced bosses that have a boss label, but they can't do nothing. They don't have no authority. Do you respect that person sometimes? No, we lose respect. God is in complete authority. When you talk to Him, He can do anything. He can fix anything. He can get in your life and help you with anything. That's who we're talking to. It's serious. We have to be serious in prayer. Hallowed be thy name. When we pray, don't joke around, don't doze off. Pray to God and mean it. Ask exactly what you're coming to ask for. Thank Him for what He's done in your life. He is the one in complete control. Praise the Lord today. When I call upon His name, He is the one that saved me from a devil's hell. He's the one that cleansed me, uh, took this old sinner and made me whole and gave me a home in glory. He's done everything for me and I have done little for Him. That's how much He loves us. Can we call upon the Almighty God and truly hallowed be His name? Understand who he is. I think I get a verse of some song ready this morning. I, I hope that each and every one of us, when we pray, we call upon God and we realize who we're praying to. So many times we're guilty.